Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Monday, March 30th. We hope all of you listeners are staying safe, staying healthy, and of course, staying inside as we all try to deal with this coronavirus pandemic. It, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen live tennis, and does that make us stir crazy at Crack Rackets? Of course, but the safety, the health of everyone on mind, we are hoping to get through this as quickly as possible. And if everyone does, their part, certainly that will happen faster, but we want to offer you a distraction. We know it can be all-consuming these day-to-day lives now. We're all wondering what we're going to do moving forward, so if we at Cracked Rackets can, of course, take your mind off of things just for a little bit, talk a little tennis, we know uh, if that brings you any sort of enjoyment, then we're definitely doing our jobs, and we've tried to have fun on these mini-break podcasts. There's less results to for us to talk about, obviously, but the tennis world is the gift that keeps on giving. There's always some sort of topic for us to explore and joining me to explore another topic another fun exercise as he so frequently does you know him as a co-host of these mini break podcasts the former Denison men's tennis superstar a high school coaching prospect on the rise it's James Foster McDonald Jamie how you doing today good best intro yet for me I'm getting better and better. I feel like I've had a lot of practice over these past couple of months, if not years. Uh, so it's the least I can do for you. And, of course, the reason we are able to produce these podcasts, thanks to what our friends at Diadem Sports do for us here at Crack Rackets. Now, you know the deal. Diadem Sports helping tennis players around their globe elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet. Their beautiful Aqua Elevate 98, that slick black Nova 100, crafted with you. Your games in mind, and regardless of your powers, that you know, or powers. Well, I guess they are powers on the tennis court. But regardless of your skills, regardless of your playing style, you know, your personalities could be as different on the court as mine to Jamie's, and they can still find a product for you. Of course, they've got five sets of string as well. Jamie, I know you haven't gotten the chance to hit with them recently, but you had just made the switch to diadem strings, and you'll give a full-throated endorsement, correct? Yeah, they're great. And actually, I have been able to get out and hit some serves. Um, it's, it's a little lonely up there, but I still have the keys to the high school facility. So it's nice. <laughs> Go up there, take the like two minute drive, take some serves with that Elite XT. Feels good. Feels very good. How's the kick serve looking? Still over their heads? Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I can't hit with any of them, but you know, I would have to assume it would be. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, on our recent live videos that you can go see on our YouTube channel, I've been rocking a diadem hooded sweater. I've really just commandeered it from Dalton. I'm like, no, you're not going to get this back because it is so comfortable. Uh, I can fully recommend their gear as, you know, we all are looking for things. We're around the house. We want to be comfortable and we still want to be able to work hard in that gear. And diadem's got the stuff for you. It's a full-throated operation, again, from top to bottom, one-stop shop for all of your time 
tennis needs, go to their website, diademsports.com. Use our promo code CR50. You'll get 50% off your order, so you save a little money in your pocket and have all of your tennis requests filled throughout the next period of time. So again, diademsports.com. That being said, we had a little fun last Monday. We ranked our top three ATP players by stroke, forehand, two-handed backhand, one-handed backhand, serve, etc. And we wanted to have more fun on another Monday to kick th- another week off in quarantine correctly. So we decided we're going to do something different this time. We are going to hold the first annual Cracked Rackets ATP draft. And I know tennis isn't usually susceptible to a draft as it's an individual sport, but right off the bat, Westoff, give me some sort of draft sound effect right away. So what is a CR annual draft? I'm glad you asked, hypothetical listener. Here are the rules. We are going to be picking in the D1 college tennis format. So that means there are six singles players. There's going to be three doubles teams and a doubles point as well. The, whoever wins two of those three doubles sets wins the match. Here's the format. And it's no ad scoring, two out of three sets in singles. And again, college tennis format. That matters maybe just in terms of who you're picking. Are they going to be, you know, guys who can play the clutch points well, who you want on a no-add point deciding things for you. You get to pick seven total players, six based on singles ranking, one double specialist as well. And again, if we just did this ordinarily, we'd probably both pick six top 20 players, and there's no fun in that. So Jamie and I spice the rules up a little bit. Here are the requirements for each flight. On the singles portion, one singles can be a top 10 player. So any of the big guys you want, I imagine it's going to come down to two between Jamie and I. That's who you pick at the one singles. Two singles has to be ranked between 10 and 20 in the rankings. Three singles, 21 to 40. Four singles, 41 to 60. Five singles, 80 to 200. And the six singles players... A six singles player, excuse me, has to be outside the top 200. Now, we instituted something called the Gasquet rule last time. It stays in effect for this. It's based on the current form of the player, not past performance. That will become even more relevant as we get to six singles, given some of the guys that are currently outside the top 200. It's a live draft. I don't know who Jamie's picking. He doesn't know who I'm picking. We're doing a snake draft format. We flipped the coin. Jamie elected to take the first pick, or actually, I think I elected to take the next two, uh, but you know, I'm the one flipping the coin, so he never got to see that result. Uh, we will pick home team, venue, conditions at the end. We're also going to pick our ideal coaches, and then we're going to get to challenge each other's lineup. If we think the four singles player, despite ranking, can be at three, we're going to have a chance to make the case. Jamie, all those rules sound good to you? Ah, eh, close enough. <laughs> Perfect. Well, then with that in mind, the first pick of the Cracked Rackets first annual ATP draft. Jamie McDonald, who do you select? Uh, I think it's fairly obvious, and it can be pretty brief. Novak Djokovic, number one. So you are taking Djokovic one. I am so happy because on my board, and I can take my pick right away as well, I'm taking Rafa, and that's who I wanted. That's who I circled. I'll make my case second. Jamie, give me the case. I don't even think I need to make a case. I mean, Djokovic has looked the best. Um, and is number one in the world. I think it's a pretty easy number one pick here. Okay, here's why I took Rafa. And you're right. In singles, Djokovic could be really, really good. But home team gets to pick venue. If I'm the home team and I want to play on clay, give me Rafa still over Djokovic on the dirt, even with how well Djokovic has started this 2020 season. Uh, The other reason... 
part of the fun in doing this exercise, I got to look up guys' doubles success. And my two singles pick is based on singles as well as doubles. And we'll get there in a second. But Rafa, I mean, not only is he a gold medalist in doubles in his career, he made the semifinals of the U.S. Open in 2004. You know, he hasn't played doubles at a major since 2005. Um, but he is a one, two, three, four, five-time Davis Cup champion where he has wins in doubles. He's won Indian Wells twice, made the semifinals there as well. He's won Monte Carlo in Masters, and it's a lefty for me to play with in my doubles lineup. I am all about having Rafa. Novak Djokovic, Jamie, I know he, again, on in singles, it's a good pick, but you're not concerned at all about the doubles? Stick him at three. He'll be the best player on the court. It's not even close. <laughs> this is easy. This isn't hard. You're making this, you're, you're going out here and listing Monte Carlo in like 20, 2005 stats. Like, dude, no, it's Djokovic. He's the number one pick, and that's not close. And also, you want to talk about the surface. Djokovic has the edge on what three of the four surfaces here. Why are you picking again? No, no, it's a good point, but I want a lefty about that. That's hilarious, though. Uh, to anyone who has a current college job opening, there's a certain school out there I won't name by name, but we both know who I'm talking about. That's the sort of thinking <laughs> that you should look for in a college tennis coach. He knows, hey, Djokovic is playing three. That's brilliant. I wish I would have thought of that. That's too good, Jamie. All right. One singles, I think, squared away. And again, those were all the top 10 players. I'm, I'm sure some of you are out there thinking, you're not going to take Berrettini? Almost did. I uh, know. Almost did. Yeah, it was close. But I think Djokovic and Nadal are certainly the picks. I did think about Medvedev, and then I slapped myself in the face. Yeah, I was stop like, that. Stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's get to the number two singles position. And this one was a tough one. You know, the guys ranked eight through, or eight. The guys ranked uh, 11 through 20. Flip a coin on any given day, and they can all beat one another. The 10 we had to pick from, and I'm not going to list them off every time just for this category. Fonini, Bautista, Gut, Schwartzman, Rublev, Hachinov, Shapovalov, Wawrinka, Garin, Dimitrov, FAA. And, you know, there are a couple of cross-offs right away. I love you, RBA, but just not enough sex appeal. You, you didn't make the cut. Grigor, same thing. One-handed backhand doubles. No thank you. Uh, or at least his one-handed backhand, I should say. So he's out. Uh, you know, Hatchinov just has not Hatchinov just hasn't been playing well enough so he got the cut for my draft board didn't even make it but it came down to four guys for me Fonini Rublev Stan and FAA and I figured you know Stan Wawrinka I thought was going to be a little bit better in doubles given the gold medal he had early in his career but not that much doubles success he made that uh, gold medal final but in terms of ATP finals he made an Indian Wells Masters final with Roger in 2011 but that's really it. Uh, you know, six doubles titles early in his career. He won the Chennai Open back in 2013, but just really not a lot of doubles action from him since then. The one-handed backhand somewhat disqualifying. Rublev, you'd love to have that forehand return in a doubles point. I, I, I take that back, by the way, on the stand one-handed backhand return. It's fine. Um, but just not the the most natural volleyer. The guy I ended up going with, and again, Rublev is nice, but I, you know, not the best doubles results in his career. He gets to play a lot of doubles event because he's in the singles, him and Hatchinov partner all of the time, and he actually did reach the top 100 earlier this year. But the guy I went with, and I feel pretty good about this, Jamie, if I told you that Fabio Fognini won the 2015 Australian Open Grand Slam doubles title, A, how shocked would you be, and B, would it shock you even more that that's my pick for two singles? 
You know, I thought about it. Look, we've seen Fognini play doubles at a very high level across, and, and he's played with multiple different partners and, and had good results. Um, I don't think that's the right pick, so I'm very okay with you taking that, although it does make me now have to decide between two people because he wasn't in my top two for this one. Interesting. Well, I like to put some pressure on you. Look, again, it's recent results in doubles as well. 2015, him and Bellelli were exceptional. They made Indian Wells finals, Monte Carlo Masters finals, Shanghai Masters finals. He's got the skills and he can move forward. And by the way, my home team's now officially playing on clay because I got Nadolfo Nini one and two. Um, and, and And I feel good about that. I feel like we can take you. But that's my number two pick. Who are you going with? So for me, it's going to come down to two people, um, Shapovalov and Rublev. Um, and I went back and forth on this. Um, you know, look, they're decently close in the rankings. Rublev has definitely looked better as of late with singles. And I should also say I was considering Stan Wawrinka in there for a while as well because, you know, Stan's my boy. Um, for the sake of the team, though, and the, the dynamic, I'm going with Shapovalov. Um, and a couple different reasons why. Um, but you know we've seen him in a team environment before. He loves the, I mean he loves the energy. I love his passion and his fire. I think he's a great asset regardless. I mean we don't know what surface it is, but you know you got half of a chance that he's going to be either indoor or outdoor hard here. Um, I think when the moment's big, he steps up to the plate. I like Dennis. So that's a good pick, and you know I, I didn't mention him, but I would consider him. I mean, you're right. The, the, his effort in the Laver Cup in doubles on its own was a, it was a spectacular effort. And you look mm-hmm. at Shapovalov right now; he's actually a guy who's in the top 50 of the ATP doubles rankings. He's at number 44. Has played a bunch of events over the over the past year and uh, had a bunch of success at them. So I do like that pick. And there is something too. You talk about the team chemistry that comes up for me a lot later, but um, you know I. Fonini, Nadal, I feel like they've beefed a little bit over the years, right? So that is something to think about. But get them on the same side for a team format. And I think both of those guys, we've got attitude. We're going to be loud. We're Mm -hmm. the team that's yelling, you know, go blue on every court and we're enjoying ourselves. Um, So I I do like the Shapovalov. I could also just imagine that deuce point if it's not going his way. Your team's cracking. Oh, that Fonini Shapovalov matches a cracked rackets fast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll give you a little more insight in why I was maybe leaning him over somebody like a Vavrinka. You mentioned the team dynamic here. I'm going to go ahead and move on with that next pick because I've got my second one, right, for three singles? Yep. Um, that's Nick Kyrgios. Um, oh, you took him You're probably me. not I knew surprised he was going he's first. sliding in here right at number 40. So, um, you know, you're not surprised at this pick at all. But um, you got to take Kyrgios. Didn't want Vavrinka in there, um, you know, it just any potential beef between those two got to keep the team clean and Kyrgios is to me is a really solid three singles player additionally he's got phenomenal doubles skills as well we've seen that with uh, a lot of different um, people he's got the firepower when he, when he's playing for a team this guy really shows up he wants it I think Nick Kyrgios is a good pick and a lock at three yeah, I, it's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, he was number 40, and yet he was at the top of our boards, mm-hmm. and I think our affinity for Nick Kyrgios, at least the best versions of Nick Kyrgios, is well known at this point. So, yeah, singles, doubles, the skills that serve in that format, that's just money. So I think that's a really good pick um, by you. And he was a guy I considered. In- Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Now it's tough, right? Because this is the vomit zone. There's a bunch of guys here who you're like, yeah, you could go with any of them and they're fine. It's crazy for me going through this exercise that I looked at Marin Cilic and I was just like, nah, like I, I, there are better options. So I wrote him off pretty quickly. I looked at Jan Leonard Struff and Hubie Hercatch because those are two CR favorites, but I was like, no. I love Taylor Fritz's game. I think he's got, you know, it's just so smooth. It, it just looks so you know, perfect form-wise. But I cut him off because we know about his troubles volleying and just I don't want to see that on my roster. And then it got interesting. Three guys left on my board. Isner, Dimenauer, Milos Raonic. And, uh, I mean, all three of these guys would prefer a hard court, so I should have thought about that more in advance. But, you know, I like Milos. I think if I'm going to go with someone, though, in that case, I should just go with Isner because he's had much more success doubles-wise. And, in fact, I think that's the guy I'm going to go with. I can't believe it, but I'm going to go with John Isner simply because I've seen him play a really high level of doubles finals at uh, Italian Open back-to-back on clay in 2010 and 2011, Indian Wells uh, Masters finalist in 12 and a winner in 2018, and then he won that Shanghai Masters in 2016. He had a bunch of success in college, obviously, at the doubles level as well. I think this is a guy who, and again, it, no ad format, he'll serve you off the court. doesn't matter the service. You want his sort of game in a moment like this. It hurts me not to take him an hour because the idea of him at three singles, and it's not as though he's a bad doubles player. He's got all of the skills, but wow. What has the world come to? This is how you know I've been in quarantine when I'm talking myself into picking John Isner, but I'm going to do it. Give me Isner with my three singles pick. Your thought. Yeah? It... <laughs> I mean, you're... You're telling me that Isner Kyrgios match isn't at least two tiebreakers in that match. Yeah, that's uh, the good news is none of us have to. We can focus our attention on Rafa Djokovic, on Fonini Shapoval. We can sort of skip through that three singles. And I'm putting a lot of emphasis on the doubles point. My team's taking the doubles point from you. I hope you're aware of that at this point, dude. You're like, hey, we're going to hit bump lobs. And Shapovalov's going to be like, no, I'm not hitting bump lobs. But Djokovic is going to love that. He'll be like, down. Like, let's only hit bump lobs. Um, but that's a yeah, – we'll save those coaching beefs for later, I suppose. Um, all right. Four singles was a tricky spot, right? Because, again, a lot of similarly ranked players, you want a fit sort of for – for me, I was looking for a singles point. I'm going to need some strength here in singles. I've been very balanced, but I'm looking at this lineup, and I'm you know on the road. I'm not loving our chances to go to some indoor hard court that you're going to play us on and beat us. Um, so this was a tough pick. Now, guys, I wrote off what right away. Uh, no Fernando Verdasco. He's a team killer, just like – strikes me as a huge asshole just is going to be a guy who's like why am I not playing higher I'm just as good as all of these guys this is ridiculous you should move me up in the lineup coach um but I I did not go with him so I wrote him off I then went and looked at uh you know no uh Gasquet because again I just at this point no thank you probably no Pablo Andohar no Ramos Finolas not the current Luca Pui which is one of the rules here 
Sandgren's interesting, and one of the crazy facts lost in tennis history, Tennis Sandgren played four singles in his Tennessee lineup, which is just nuts. So he's familiar with the spot, and I do like his prospects on clay. Actually, should I just double down on that? Hmm. He just moved up my board. Chardy's interesting from the doubles perspective, but I'm out on him for singles. Millman, vice versa. Like him in singles, don't love him in doubles. If Songa was healthy, you'd probably say yes, but do I really want my double specialist to have to play six singles and move the other two guys up to you know a spot, respectively? It was tough picks. Feliciano Lopez would be really good-looking, and you always want one of those guys on your team so that when you go out, it's way more fun. But Tommy Paul's a really good-looking guy, too, and he's got skills. Junior French Open finalist with Will Blumberg. That must have been one fun team. Just a, such a well-rounded game. I think he would thrive in the team atmosphere as well. I'm going to take Tommy with my pick. Jamie, your thoughts? Yeah, so this spot also a tough one. Um, you know, I, this this forty one to sixty range is is an odd one, right? You've got older veterans who are perhaps on their decline or just in this really solid zone. You've got young guys who are on the rise. A lot of different options in this forty one to sixty category. You know, I, of course, my affinity for Feliciano Lopez led me to to flirt with that idea a little bit. Jill Simone, my man, of course, in there. Tennis Sandgren, a guy who understands the team dynamic. Um, you know, Tommy Paul is somebody definitely who I thought about as well. Um, Sam Query, a good option in here, particularly when it comes to doubles. Um, you know, I also just want to say before you go, what did you think about like Nishioka and Kasmanovic and Simone, just like your, you know, typical grinder? I thought about it. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a place from the lineup, right? Like I I would feel really (laughs) solid having one of these guys just grinding away at four, right? I mean, that's, that's a solid feeling to, to know you have somebody who, who can go out there and just ball, um, but for me, it's tough. It comes down to two people, uh, John Millman and Sam Query. And um, you know what? I'm going Sam Query. <laughs> and you and I you and I can have a laugh on why that's funny in and of itself. Um, but I'm going to go with Sam Query on this. And you, of all people, know how razor, razor tight this, the margin of this decision was for me because I was really leaning Millman. Now I'm thinking Sam Query because you're so adamant about that doubles point that I think I just want to stick it to you and need more doubles firepower. <laughs> I think I got in your head. I'm going to take that as a victory. That is hilarious. And I mean, we can explain why there's going to be some lost audio for this. That was buzzy when we had to redo a take and it was redone. We'll leave it at that. That is hilarious. It was in fact redone. I may or may not have, but definitely did take John Millman in the other take. (laughs) Hey, look, Uh. this is a live draft. It's a fluid process. That's why I think it's fun when we do things like this, because I think that's a good pick. And I do, you have a big server now that you can put at any spot in the doubles lineup and a guy who can certainly in a no ad format, uh, I like your lineup. I think Curious Query 3-4, you're playing indoor hardcore. Shepavalov at 2, yeah, you're. I know where you're playing. So that's a good pick. I do also like, you know, now we've picked, what, three Americans in the first six, mm-hmm. uh, eight spots that if we're not biased, I don't know what is, but I love it. it. I am all in on that changing right. pick. So give me your five singles now. You ready well. for perhaps, and I would argue this is my best pick of the draft. Um, <laughs> so that should scare you if nothing else. Um, within the, what are we at? The 80 to 200 range, correct? For number correct. five singles. Vasek Pospisil takes the five wow. spot. Um, wow. He has looked very good in singles, and we know how much damage this guy can do in doubles. So now you should be very worried about that doubles point. <laughs> 
So I'm going to be honest. When I was projecting your draft, because, you know, I got to scout my other GM, and I think sure. we both know our affinities and, you know, uh, dislikes for players at this point. We know how each other think. That's why these podcasts are so enjoyable to do. I thought 100% you were going to pick Kevin Anderson or Del Potro. I just thought, like, there's no way he, he's going to see those names and be like, I'm just going to swoop one of them right now. Um, no. Yeah, that's uh, Postersel didn't even make my board, which maybe that's an indictment on me. You also have a type right now, JB. It's very clear. Um, but that's a great pick. I mean, it's a smart pick. You could do a query Postersel at one doubles, or maybe you're going to pick Jack Sock as your doubles specialist, uh, and then you can bring back Papa Sock, and that's a nice doubles team wherever you want to play them. Ooh. That is a good pick. Damn, now I'm worried about my doubles point. I think you, you should got, be. <laughs> yeah, you just got back in my head. All right, I thought about – I wrote the names Anderson, Del Potro, and Murray down just because it would have felt disrespectful not to. I also wrote down Hyun Chung because I love his backhand, and I've never seen a guy with thicker legs except for my pick in this one. And you know he's a CR – now – I can't pick another American. Hold on. I was going to – you can leave this in. I was about to go J.J. Wolf. It came down to J.J., Rinderneck, Arthur Rinderneck, and Dennis Kudla. Um, all three with many skills. I, I do have a type, and it's backhanded. You know, I actually looked at the live race rankings right now to go based on their seasons, and you look at it, Wolf right now in the rankings – Number 42 in the race to the year on finals. It's two months, so of course, grain of salt. Um, yeah. But that's really impressive. Arthur Rinderneck, who had made three straight challenger finals, I believe won two of them indoor hard courts. He's at number 57 in the live rankings right now. It gives me some more height. A guy who played college tennis, probably never had to play the five position, but, you know, it's a guy who's an All American who also plays, you know, solid amounts of doubles as well. I have it right here in front of me. Rinderneck, five doubles finals in his career one and one at the challenger level uh one and two at the futures level but he made back-to-back challenger finals in may jj obviously most of his success and has come in singles although he was one heck of a doubles players as well in college kudla though just won the indian wells masters too and he's a grinder and i don't really oh man this is tough can you, <sighs> any day now yeah, no, I'm about to pick Darko. We, we need to really, I need, really need to have a stopwatch on this for you. <laughs> yeah, as we go later in the draft, you should have gotten less time. Although, you know, timing-wise, I'm feeling pretty good about this podcast. We're doing all right. I would go... Uh, I don't want to not pick JJ because we've picked so many Americans, but that literally is what I'm going to do here, and so I can't pick Kudla either. We'll make it a big man matchup. Two guys who have played really well indoors. Two guys who who excelled, exceeded, excelled in February. I'll take Arthur Rinderneck. I I like his success. I like another big serving option in doubles. A big guy who's comfortable moving forward. I think he's a team guy as well. And you always want a little French flair in your lineup. So I will take Arthur Rinderneck at the number five position. It might be a stretch though, Jamie. Yeah, I think you're losing five. (sighs) Maybe. Yeah, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Look, and I get, at the end, I, I have our rosters written down. We'll go through them, and you know, we want your opinion, listeners, as well. So please go reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your medium may be, and let us know not only your lineups, but how you think our two lineups would fare head-to-head. But that gets us to the sixth singles position. And it was a three-man pick for me. Of course, two Americans and one non-American. Brandon Nakashima... Elias Yimmer, 
Mackenzie McDonald. And a reminder for top six, he's got to be outside the top 200. I mean, uh, Mackey's a team guy. Like, he would just be the perfect six singles player. That game is so smooth as well, so I have no worries about him in doubles. Mm-hmm. But Nakashima has been exceptional. I mean, yeah. he has been so good. And Elias Yimmer hits a huge ball. He's won an ATP doubles title as well. I feel like if I don't take Mackey, you will now take him. So I'll give you Nakashima, and I'll take Mackey. Just he's a few years older, a little bit more experienced. NCAA singles champion, although Nakashima had certainly caught steam by the end of his college time. I'm going to take Mackey McDonald at six singles, and I feel very good about that position. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick, and you know, I'll, I'll be open in telling you that that is who I was going to pick. Um, <laughs> And that's fair. You saw it coming. Props to you. Um, but, I mean, there, there's all sorts of good reasons for that to be the correct pick on this one. And, you know, I say the correct pick. There are also, I mean, there are a ton of different picks who, who could be good in this one, right? But, I mean, that's certainly one I was circling. Um, I was looking at Brandon Nakashima as well, although I'll be honest, I was expecting you to take him. Um, so I'm a little <laughs> surprised that you went with Mackey over him. But, um, I mean, there's multiple people who I thought about, right? This is the problem when you get outside of this range. There are so many people and you know i was talking about sort of the age difference that happens man this is really where the age difference happens right you've got like the 18 year olds who are who are making their way up (sighs) look here's what i'm gonna do i like everything you said about understanding how to play in the team dynamic i appreciate all of that i'm also gonna do someone uh, who was a fellow college player somebody who knows how to win in the team dynamic i'm gonna go chris eubanks Uh, (laughs) All right, give me the pitch. Give me the pitch. I mean, what's not the pitch, right? This guy knows how to win a team dynamic, especially if I somehow get to play, you know, pick the surface here. I think you know what I'm picking. Um, (laughs) The guy's got the big serve for doubles if I want him in dubs. I mean, I think it suits it. I don't know. I think this is a good pick. He, I think really my the biggest thing here is the serve, the ability for him to maybe you know get some deuce points. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's a reason he had success in college. I think there's a reason he to have success in this lineup. I mean, yes, you're playing indoor hard courts, which is incredible. And you have to ask, is your team a little one-dimensional? Is that is the press going to hit you on that after this draft? Are they going to say, ooh, GM Jamie McDonald just really has a type and it's big servers indoors or Novak Djokovic? Um, and Correct. I, yeah, and that's a, it's a credible hit. But no, I, I looked at Eubanks and I had the same thought. Do you want a guy who can just catch fire and, you know, he's just going to serve you off the court and... Eubanks has that potential, certainly. Him versus Mackey, two successful college guys. That's going to be a battle. But that's our lineups. I'm going to run through them real quick. One, uh, just our singles lineups. Nadal Djokovic at one. Fonini versus Shepovol at two, by the way. First name is mine. Second is Jamie. Isner Kyrgios at three. Tommy Paul, Sam Query four. Rinderneck, Pospisil, five. McDonald, Eubanks, six. Twelve possible spots. Five of them are Americans because why not? Um, and those are our two rosters. And again, if you you can do better. Follow the rules. We'll know if you're cheating. But we want to hear your rosters as well, so, certainly real singles quick, wise. Are we doing a double specialist or not? Because I built the team I built the team without it if we're not, because it kind of seemed like you were closing it. 
No, I am not closing it. I appreciate okay. it. I just wanted a quick recap there. Um, double specialist, and it's still your pick in the yeah. snake draft, so you get first look. I think this is pretty obvious. I'm going Jack Sock. Oh, I knew that was coming a mile away. And I, I honestly was like, I'm not even going to pick him because I know Jamie's going to want him, and I don't even want to think about him. But I think that pick speaks for itself. Uh, we don't yeah. have to go into that one. Yep. It was a tough choice, though, for number two, right? Because there are so many mm-hmm. options you could go with. Lots. You know, I thought, do I want to go Jamie Murray and just add another lefty to the mix he's just rock solid do I go Mahout do I go Robert Farah who was so successful at USC you know two-time national champion and a doubles national championship individually as well um I think I'm gonna go though with Pierre Hughes Herbert because God Mm. forbid there's an injury in my lineup Herbert can slide up into the six singles position push everyone up a spot and I still feel pretty good Rinderneck at four at that point might be a stretch and maybe we do a little lineup jumping throw Mackie above him Um, but I I don't hate this lineup at all I am fine with uh, going Pierre Hughes Herbert I think he's an exceptional doubles player as well so that's gonna be my pick I mean that's a that's a fair one. You know it's funny actually for six singles. I was thinking about Mahout because um, I think he's clocking in at around two thirteen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of that top two hundred, somebody who has definitely been able to succeed at the top level, particularly when it comes to dubs. So I thought about it, went away from it at the very end though. Yeah, no, I think we both had uh, that thought as well. But I, yeah, I went air bear for those reasons, guys. In, I think he's still inside the top one hundred. Uh, if he's not, he certainly was last season, and so uh, perfectly happy with that. But okay. Let's do live doubles pairings. You know your six or seven. I know my seven. Who's lining up at one doubles for you? Uh, give me a second. I'm, I got I to gotta workshop. This is the problem with a live draft is it just never goes the way you intend. And so some of the pairings um, aren't exactly what I wanted them to be, but we're so working should, with it. So should we get West off to throw in a commercial at this spot and come back in about 30 seconds? I mean, I can do it, but if you want to have him do so, be my guest. Yeah, all right. You know what? Let's have Westoff throw a commercial in at this point, and we will be back in 30 seconds with our doubles pairings. And we're back with the ending of our first annual CRATP draft. We have our singles lineups. We picked our doubles specialists. Now we have to unveil the doubles lineup as the college tennis format starts with the doubles point. I always call it the most electric part of any col- or any tennis match, regardless of level, that you can go see. And we have some volatile personalities. Certainly, Jamie and I tried to balance those thoughts as we went through our lineups, balance double strength alongside of how they line up at each singles position. Jamie, let's start at the number one doubles position. Give me the team you went with. Let's start at the top. All right, Sock and Kyrgios, bring it in as number one doubles. And <laughs> so a you, not surprising pick. So you didn't want to go with Sock Pospisil. You think Sock Kyrgios is the team? Yep, because get ready for two sing or two dubs, which you are screwed at. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that we're going to agree to disagree because my number one doubles position, I went with Herbert and Isner, and I feel good about that. Isner just going to bomb serves Herbert, clean everything up. Herbert is going to be the one who makes his return consistently. Isner is going to be the one playing big with his return. Uh, You know, do I worry about the Air Bear service game? Of course I do a little bit, but I do think John uh, has the skills still uh, to get the job done. I mean, there's a reason he was as successful as he has been with that serve. uh, You know, he can clean things up at the net as well. I feel confident, you know, we play indoor hards. We'll be just fine, although Sakurios is a frightening one doubles team. All right, who's your two doubles? I mean, well, just real quick on that. Sock Curios, they're going to break on Air Bear's serve because Isner, (laughs) it's just just going to happen. So I hate to say it. I don't think Air Bear will fear the moment. I think he's going to. No, get it's not about loud. it's not about his serve. 
It's not no, about his surf. It's no, about Isner and Net. And that's fair, but I think these guys are going to thrive in the environment. I think these are two big match performers. So are Sock and Kyrgios. I think yeah, it comes down your, to the one the doubles deal. position because I think for sure I'm winning two doubles. But give me your team. I don't think you're winning two doubles. I know why you think so, but I've got Shapovalov and Pospisil. Um, they've got the firepower together. They've got the camaraderie that's built in the all-Canadian team. Um, they can get it done. Pospisil, of course, won a Grand Slam title. Shapovalov, you know, the young fire has had a lot of double success as well. You know, you've got the left. You can go forehands, and if you want, I mean, this team's really, really solid. So we're going to have a lefty-righty combo as well because I went with the two doubles team of Rafa and Fonini. And, I mean, Rafa's the best player on the court. He just is. And, mm-hmm. you, again, I have lefty options as well. Fonini is creative and tricky out there, and he'll play big in the big moments. You know he's going to try and hit Shapovalov early, as frequently as possible, to get in his head, get him afraid. That team's going to have energy. That team's going to have a little f- you attitude to them as well. We're going to be spunky, and we're going to be loud at that position. And so I am going to roll with that Nadal-Fonini team. You still feeling confident, Jamie, at that spot? At that yeah, point? I mean, look, in terms of singles veterans, of course you have the edge. Uh, but this is a completely different game, especially think about, you know, who are the who's the person next to him on, the, on, on court one going to be cheering these guys on? Mm. Yeah, is but there an air saying. bear cheering on against Sock and Kyrgios? Sock and Kyrgios are hyping up this squad of Shapovalov and Pospisil way more. All these guys are boys. These, these two courts together are going to be so rowdy. You Your team's not even going to know what to do. Dude, Fonini might take his racket and tomahawk it at Kyrgios and be like, oh, you think Yeah, he might attitude? also just whine and implode. So, <laughs> And Kyrgios won't? I'm saying not when he's on the court with Sock. No, it, you know Isner's going to fire a four ace game, and they're both like, this guy's unbelievable. And then Isner and Air Bear is going to be you know putting his ears uh, or hands behind his ears, pumping up the crowd. Isner's going to be raising the roof and maybe touching it as well. And then Nadal's just going to be Rafaing. He's the biggest name on the court, and I know you have Novak Djokovic in your three doubles pairing. I'm fascinated to find out. Did you put him with Query? Well, you got to say yours first because I've already got the punchline. <laughs> okay, so I went with Team Swag. You're not going to find two guys who make it look easier than Tommy Paul and Mackie McDonald, and that's my three doubles team. Yeah, I pretty much went Team Anti-Swag at three, <laughs> um, and I think that sort of speaks for itself when you put Djokovic and Queer together, but when it comes to the strokes, I just couldn't not do this. Um, I mean, Query got the huge serve. Djokovic can literally do whatever he wants. He can stay back and just grind someone down cross court and rip it down the line if they try and cheat. I mean, especially the returns as well. He's going to get so many looks, especially because, you know, against Tommy Paul and Mackey, yeah, you know, they can put good service games together, but Djokovic is going to have clean looks on so many different balls um, that even if Query and Djokovic don't hold every time, I feel like they're going to break. I feel like they're going to break a couple times. Um, and so I feel I feel good about three doubles. No, that's an interesting pick. And in fact, you know what? I have decided to make my first lineup change, and it had to be done. Um, I Wait, think it was. What? <laughs> no, I can make a lineup change. The match hasn't started yet. And it's not like I'm not picking a new guy. Don't worry. I'm changing my doubles lineup. Fodini. <clears throat> you're moving down to the three doubles position. I like that he can push Djokovic in ways that get Djokovic upset. I think that is something we can play to. So you can't I'm just switching. change this. Man. We're already, you already read it off. What are you saying? I can change it. I absolutely can change it. Westoff gave me a rewind sound effect. That's okay. <laughs> All right, that seems like cheating because you're afraid that I made a good decision. But whatever. No, you did make a good decision. I'm stacking the lineup. I'm making a change. Um, 
Tommy stacking, Paul's, huh? I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> Tommy Paul's moving up to two doubles to play with Rafa. I think he can handle the you know the explosiveness of Shapovalov. I think that's a good matchup. And then I want Fonini and Mackey at three, and they may even employ some two back. Uh, I don't hate that look from them and then work their way forward because they're both explosive and quick. I like those doubles pairings a little bit better, and again, I can do it. Why I not? Think you made, I think you made your team worse because you were afraid of my three doubles. I think you, <laughs> I think you just made your team worse, honestly. I'm definitely but, in my head right now. Yeah, There's you're, no denying. You're, I, I mean, dude, if, I'm pretty sure if this is D3, we're going up 3-0. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I feel good about this. Oh, did I just make a terrible choice? No, sure I, I feel good about my choice. I have a Grand Slam champion at three doubles. I'm feeling just fine. Fabio, you're making the, I, this was the right decision. Yeah, and I have Djokovic at three. <laughs> I feel like Tommy Paul is going <laughs> to. Okay, that's a good point. I, I feel like, though, Nadal is going to get the best out of Tommy Paul. I love the, the amount of on-court coaching he will do. That will be a lot of fun. And speaking of which, those are our last few categories. Let's start there. You can pick any coach, Jamie, from throughout the tennis world. Who's coaching your team? I mean, I've got a pretty Labor Cup-ish vibe here. So I'm going to go with a face they've seen, a guy who can fire him up, John McEnroe. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good pick here. Um, you know, I, I assume you're probably going to go with the college coach, but given what I've seen with Labor Cup and he, the relationship and the trust he's, you know, forged with these guys, I think it's. I think this is the way to go. I was going to go with, and first of all, that's a good coach, um, good pick, great shot by you. I was going to go with the college coach, but then I started thinking, it's like, if I don't name someone, will I get an angry text from them? Because I know some of them do listen, and so I'm going to scrap that idea because I feel like I'll just get in trouble about it. I want to cheat here, and I'm going to cheat here, and you're going to get mad at me, but I'm going to take Federer to coach our team. We get Federer Nadal on the sideline. He's plopping himself at that two doubles position because we're taking one for sure. Um Or we're taking three for sure. Honestly, we're competitive on all three. I'll laugh at my own. You're losing all three. No, it's just because like it's not like Borg actually coaches the Labor Cup. Federer does the real coaching, and I feel like this is a legitimate pick, and he'll be able to suit. You know, no one's going to play poorly in front of Roger Federer. If anyone's going to keep Fabio Fognini in check, it's going to be Raj. So I'm going to take Federer as my coach, and he's eventually going to settle into that role, right, for all of the big events. He'll eventually be a Labor Cup coach uh, when his playing career is over. So I feel good about that. All right, let's go venue. Where are we playing? Uh, what type of courts, Jamie? Oh, do I get the pick? Well, uh, we'll both pick. We'll say where our teams are, our home matches. Oh, well, I think it's I think it's obvious that I want to go indoor hard with this one. Um, are you playing at Denison? Which courts? Oh, God. No, we're not playing at Denison. Let's, <laughs> let's be real. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different venues. Ooh, where do we want to be more comfortable? Champaign? Those courts are nice. Mm. Uh, I would play indoor in Columbus because the home team in Columbus yeah, the never home loses. Team, but that's because they're the home team. This team isn't necessarily the home team. <laughs> well, it would be. It would be your trading facility. I mean, be, yeah, uh, sure. If if I get to count their record over the last decade in that facility, then sure, yeah, give me Ohio State in the Columbus facility. No question about it. But just in general, let's keep it general to indoor hard. That's my surface. So I think that's fair. Um for me, I was leaning clay, and like if we go clay, I think we're taking the doubles point for sure. I think we're getting wins at one and two, but you know, Tommy Paul, Sam Query on clay is a toss up. Mackie Eubanks toss up. They're all toss ups at the end. Isner Kyrgios massive toss up. <sighs> Do I take outdoor clay? Do I play in the Coliseum of Rome and throw in some? Uh, what? Are, I'll play at Athens, the fun Athens, Jamie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think I'm going to play on Clay because I would just throw Kyrios and Pospisil off, and I still like all of my guys as movers on the surface, and I think that gives us the edge at one and two, and then probably Tommy at four just at this stage of the career given how well he can move on the dirt, was so good at the challenger level last year. Yeah, I'll play on Clay. Um, and then Federer's going to be like, no, we're not playing on Clay. Just yeah, Federer's like, no thanks, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Rafa, I don't have to coach you, which is good. He'll be like, I don't have to coach you. Although he's, well, you know, he beat Djokovic on Clay on a, in a match we talk about later this week in our new series, mm-hmm. CR Classics. That's a, called the Little Tease, folks. But yeah, I'm playing on Clay, I think, uh, for sure. Um, and then, so last thing, lineup challenges. Again, looking at the singles lineups, is there any guy you think in my lineup, would you challenge Rinderneck at five, Mackie at six? Would you force me to change there? If I was challenging in your lineup, I'd say you have to play Kyrgios at two and Chep of all that three, but I'd probably lose that challenge. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm not I'm not the type who's going to challenge, right? Like, I'm, I, I respect sort of the, the chess of the game, if that's how you want to do it. I'm fine <laughs> with it. I think I'll still beat you straight up. <laughs> like I said, anyone with a college coaching job out there, hire this man because he's got morals. He's a great GM as well. He'll recruit the right sort of talent. Uh, that is great. But no, any final thoughts? What? Give me your score prediction. What What do you think you win this match by, and who clinches? I mean, if if we're on, well, let's just—it's hard to say regardless of surface. But I mean, I, I would say, sure. Let's just throw the surface out. We'll call it neutral, where we have yeah. the edges. I think I take the doubles point. I think Sakurius beats. I think Sakurius beats whatever team you put out there. Every um, listener, Chapeau Pospisil. I think you can make the argument because Nadal could potentially take over the court. But I would say Pospisil, Pospisil and Shapovalov. I think together is just simply the better team. Um, so take that into effect. And then <laughs> on three, you've got the best player in the world, um, and he can take over the court absolutely no problem. Especially if we're on a hard court. So I think I'm leaning there. Even if you take two, whatever, I'm taking one and three. Okay, so you get the doubles point in your head. What? Where are your singles wins coming? Djokovic wins. He's the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> two, who's Shapovalov matched up against it two again? Fonini. That's a tough one, but I think Shapovalov, I mean, this is where it's tough, right? It's just all just complete what ifs. But Fognini is a loose cannon. Sure, he could go out there and slap winners and Shapovalov has no chance. But do you really want to bet on that when it's on the line? Probably not. Um, I feel really solid with Kyrgios at three. So especially if that um, contest of yours doesn't go through, Kyrgios I think is solid. <laughs> Query, uh, who's who's your four? TP. That's a tough one. Um, TP. That's could still playing probably. Yeah, TP could definitely grind him down. Um, but once again, Query, if he gets hot, who knows? Pospisil has looked really good in the last few yeah. months before all of this um, coronavirus stuff hit us. So I'm that's really the, not doubting him at five at that's all. That's the spot I'm most worried about. He's yeah. the JC Aragoni of this. Yeah, Pospisil's an absolute lock, and that's why I said he was my favorite pick. pick. Um, Eubanks at six, you probably win it. I don't know. It's close. This is another one where Eubanks, you know, he could serve just lights out get a break and be really solid here or just win um and tie breaks especially get maybe if he gets a break you know he, he does some solid stuff on deuce points who knows right um but I, I think for me i'll give you i'll seed you a couple if we play this all the way out let's say i win five two <laughs> well i'll say this i'm gonna be generous because you were just generous to me I'll I'll see the doubles point to you. That's fine. I do like your teams. They're nasty. I think my team can win doubles, certainly if we're the home team, but you have a good doubles lineup. There's no denying that. So I'm going to give you the doubles point. If we're playing on clay, 
Nadal and Fonini. I mean, we said Surface is irrelevant. I'll take Rafa against anyone. I'll take Fonini over Shapovalov, but I, I think two could still be playing as well. If we don't know the surface, though, you're going to tell me Nadal has an edge over Djokovic? Clay is the mm-hmm. only one where he might. The other hey, three, absolutely not. The 2019 U.S. Open just called, and they'd like to introduce you to their champion. Okay, are we really going to start citing this? <laughs> I mean, dude, they've played like a million times, and Djokovic leads the head-to-head, so get out. Yeah, yeah. okay. Again, I think it's a toss-up. I think Probably four, I have to, to win this match, four and six have to go my way. Tommy needs to beat Sam. Mackie needs to beat Chris. Like, I think yeah. that's that has to happen. Fodini probably, he, you know, he needs to beat Shepovalov too, so if that's three— yeah, the swing match is tough. Five's tough for me. Three is just a serving battle. Whoever serves better that day wins. So I'm not putting any stock in that. I think it's a 4-3 match. But I think I get the wins from Mackie, Tommy, Fabio, and then Federer coaching Nadal on in the ultimate proof that two of the big three like each other more than the third. And Rafa clinches that match in a third set breaker. Our team goes on and we celebrate with a traditional college tennis court rush. So Shabavalov leads the head-to-head on Fonini. Fonini's never beat him to her level, so keep that in how, mind. How many times? Two. But, I mean, Shabavalov's got, <laughs> like, 19, so yeah, 20. No, no it's fair. So, were, were they both on hard court? Indoor and, a hard, uh, indoor and outdoor, yeah. Okay, so, again, I'm playing on the clay. That just solidified my decision. But that's a very good factor. You're right. And he's probably, again, he's the tipping point match. If Fonini wins, I'm definitely winning the match. If, you know, I, if he doesn't, I'm in trouble. If you're I'm seeding me the doubles point, I'm having a hard time seeing you come up with four <laughs> singles wins out of this. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I can't. I'm not saying it can't be done. Will it be done? I. I don't think you're taking four out of those six. But it's you know, hey, prove me wrong. Yeah. No. And again, we want all of you listeners. That's why we wanted to have a little bit of fun today. So you listeners, go let us know what you think of these two teams. We want to know your teams. And obviously, you don't have someone to draft against, but the same rules should apply to your draft. And let us know. Reach out to us: Twitter, Instagram, uh, in the DMs at Crack Rackets, at Great Shot Pod, at Jamie McDonald. Uh, all you know, we we want to hear your team. So let us know. But this has been a fun exercise for sure. We've got a lot of other fun content coming your way this week at Crack Rackets. It's some new stuff as well. We're going to be launching CR Classics, our look at some of the best matches in tennis history. We start out with one of, I think I can speak for Jamie and I, I mean, we've already recorded the episode. Uh, one of the best matches, certainly, of the 2010s, uh, just mm-hmm. maybe the highest level we saw in the entire decade on the ATP side. And not going to give away that match yet, but know that super producer Daniel Westhoff created an incredible video on YouTube that loops in our commentary with highlights of the match. It's about a 50-minute video, but you know, it's like an hour-long program. It's legitimately a TV show that is on YouTube, and you know, we've worked, he worked so hard on it, and I think he killed it, so be sure to go give that a look. You can also find Overserved, our newest video series poking fun at all the unintentional comedy that comes from the tennis world on a year by year, a week by week, day by day basis. You put enough homeschooled kids in one place, you're going to have a fun. Uh, you're going to have a fun wheel of content to choose from. And we have a new episode coming out on, I think, today. So be on the lookout for that as well. Cracked interviews wise this week. I sat down with Dennis Kudla. I sat down with Claire Liu. Uh, we've got some other fun ones planned this week as well. So be on the lookout for those mini breaks all week long, of course, as well. And for the immediate updates, once again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Cracked Rackets 
at GreatShotPod at Jamie McDonald. Uh, Shout-outs to the super producers, Max Flitner and Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job they continue to do day in, day out. The reason we're able to get creative is because they continue to tack on more and more skills, and we are so grateful for them. Jamie, any final thoughts? Team McDonald taking this one. No <laughs> doubt about it. So you tell John McEnroe, you're like, hey, we're not calling it Team McEnroe. Yeah, no, it's Team McDonald. Sorry. <laughs> Mac, you get out there, you do your job, but it's Team McDonald. It'd be like, we'll settle on Team Mac as part of the contract team Mac. negotiations. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, no, I, I love it. But again, four super producers, Max Flinger, Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Aerobar. Again, go to their uh, Crack Records 30 is the promo code. And our friends at Diadem Sports, diademsports.com, promo code CR for. 54 money off of your purchases for my incredible co-host James Foster McDonald and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host Alex Gruskin. Jamie, what do we tell the people? That's a break. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks everyone. 